0: A FAM production. For all things mattress,
1: fam.news. probably didn't know this. There's a dirty little secret inside the mattress industry, and it becomes exposed today, and we have help in doing that with Wade Wallace.
0: Welcome to the Dose Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots Uno
1: dos tequila.
0: welcome aboard here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas meet your guides
1: i'm mark kinsley president and
2: ceo of englander and i'm mark quinn co-founder of spink and co and vp of sherwood Betty. together
0: they are dos marcos the Galaxy's Greatest Mattress Podcast has liftoff in three, two, one.
1: Hey there, Kinsley. Mr. Quinn, hey, you know, anybody that's been in the mattress industry long enough knows things have changed, and there are dirty little secrets that have shaken out over the years. And we're going to be talking to Wade Wallace on the show today about that and much more around the world's first fiberglass and chemical-free FR cap. But we got to pump the brakes for a minute because we heard that there's a morning routine. There's something that Wade does in the morning that really gives you a glimpse into his soul. So first of all, Wade, welcome to the show. Wade Wallace, you are the chief operating officer and president of TYTEX. My first exposure to Titex was with a guy with a really rich, I think it's a Boston accent, Jimmy Fleming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Boston, South, South Boston. Boston. Really deep South Boston. Very South Boston. Yeah, very South. Wait, tell us, tell people about you and about your company give us, give us your background. And then we're going to talk about your shirts and it gives us a glimpse into your soul. Well, you know what? Let's start there. What, what do you do in the morning? There's something you really like to do in the morning.
0: Yeah, I got asked this at a party one time and uh, I enjoy ironing my shirt every morning. I'm a textile geek. I've been in textiles for my whole career, 20 something years, 25, 26 years and uh I enjoy ironing my shirt every morning, you know, it's when you put heat and steam to a, a piece of textile fabric, uh, magic happens. Wrinkles go away and um uh, uh, <laughs> it 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 stabilizes and um that's just a textile geek in me.
2: Hey, Wade, would you be interested in maybe moving in with me? No. <laughs> you could. Can... Okay. So that's a no. Can you tell us, is there a favorite textile you like to iron?
0: Oh yeah. Pinpoint Oxford for sure. Mm. You know, Pinpoint Oxford dress shirt. Um, Poplins too. uh too lightweight for me for a dress shirt and a traditional Oxford's is too coarse. The, the Pinpoint Oxford is... Okay, so for up. people
1: who don't understand what is so magical about Pinpoint Oxford, describe the characteristics there, and then what brings a big ironing smile to your face whenever you put heat to it? it it's,
0: it's just a personal preference for me, really. I, I like that particular weight, but... Um, you know, the, these days they they treat uh, they treat these dress shirts with a uh, a non wrinkling some kind of non wrinkling finish, which is really nice. You, you still, if you, you, I still like to touch them up. They come out of the dryer. If you take them out hot, they come out pretty looking pretty good. But usually they they sit in a chair uh, before they get hung up in my house and get wadded up. So they need a little touch up. I,
1: wait, I'm curious. Bef- when you said at this party that was something about you that people didn't know what was the reaction of the crowd
0: uh, i got some marriage proposals from
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what
2: I, I asked you to move in wade i thought I was i thought i made myself clear you're the first uh,
0: proposal from a guy so
1: you know my <laughs> wife's grandmother she's an amazing ironer and she used to come over as part of her routine when we lived in the same town and she would iron my clothes my buddies at work would always give me a hard time. They're like, Man, looking crisp again. Did grandma, did you did you wave her social security check in front of her until she finished ironing up your shirt? And I'm like, No, she likes it. She really enjoys it. She does a great job. And of course I love grandma. But uh there are other great ironers out there. So you there's a there's a little niche community here. You guys probably need to get together and have a conference. There you
2: go. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I'm not ironing much these days with COVID. Uh definitely my wardrobe has gotten much more casual. Yeah, no doubt. So,
2: would you also mention you went to Auburn University and you actually are such a textile geek. You studied textiles in, in Auburn, didn't you?
0: I did. Um, and I was getting ready to decide on a major. I was leaning toward industrial engineering and textiles is just a specific form of industry and I was recruited pretty heavily by the textile program there and just just found it very interesting. Um Sound like a good idea. I didn't know any better, but I, I've enjoyed it. I, I like I like uh making fabrics, building fabrics, the way fabrics come together and fabric construction. Um and uh it's a it's been a tough industry at uh, this era with a lot so much going over to, to Asia. But uh there's some great, you know, areas of the textile industry still in the United States that are they're quite robust and quite strong technical textiles and non-wovens, the area that, that I'm in, that TYTEX is in. Uh, is very robust
1: well, and Tytex is the world 's largest global producer of a diverse range of products, but stitch bonded and non woven fabrics biggest in the world, one of the largest global suppliers
0: yeah, we know of none other that is of our size uh, and magnitude um you know the founder of our company uh he really pioneered the technology he didn 't invent it, but he he had the um, the fortitude to, to take this new fledgling technology in the sixties and and make a bona fide, you know, significant commercial business out of it. So uh, it's it's always been our thing. We've we've led the way and, and continue to do so.
1: Well and you, you are leading the way in in many different areas. And this is one of the things that came on our radar and really it was, you know, we, we laugh about Jimmy's very South South Boston accent, but Jimmy called me up And he had me try something a few years ago and I couldn't believe the difference in feel. And it was smart cap. And I'm like, Jimmy, like I'm not thinking about innovations in FR protection. I'm not thinking about innovations in, in FR socks or FR caps as it is in this case. But I laid down on that, on that mattress. And he said, this is a side-by-side built exactly the same, same foam density. And that alone, for me, as somebody who was thinking about the feels, was demonstrable and remarkable. And I couldn't believe how much more down into the material you could get and how much that really thin layer had an impact on the feel. But, of course, with SmartCap, it goes way beyond that. But get, take us a little bit back in time and, and help us understand the origin story. What's the genesis of SmartCap?
0: Sure, you uh, you set it up for me really well. Uh, the story really begins with comfort. Um, I'll back up a little bit, explain what a stitch bond is. A stitch bond is a hybrid of a non-woven textile and a traditional textile. You think about all the textiles that go into a mattress. You've got knits um, that maybe don't go into the cover or wovens that go into the cover. Those traditional decorative materials that are made of uh, interlacing yarns. And then you've got non-wovens. You think about the FR uh, batting or high loft that's uh, often behind the tick, uh, non, um, spun bonds, dust covers, quilt backings, things like that. Those are the non-woven end. Stitchbond is a it's a hybrid technology. Um, we we take non-woven. We start with non-woven, and we're able to um, build yarn into it or insert yarn into it, so that you can maximize the the best of both and. In the mattress industry, um, a lot of your fire retardant materials uh, really uh, take away from the comfort of the mattress. Um, you know, these, ma- these mattresses nowadays, you get, you know, hundreds of dollars in foam built up in that top layer, and then you, you throw an FR barrier over the foam in between it and the tick, and then many times it, it, it creates a hammocking feel uh, or takes away from the feel. Uh, even some of the, the, the knitted, uh, FR socks, they, they, don't have that true stretch and recovery in all directions, uh, like, um, our FR stretch does. So, so we saw that as a, as a need and we leveraged this hybrid technology of ours and this ability to put yarn into a nonwoven and we put the FR material together with spandex. And we created a really uh, stretchy, wonderful, omnidirectional stretch, uh, FR barrier. And that's what you felt the difference in at that ISPA. Uh, I believe it was 2018. Um, we first branded the fabric that goes into smart cap as FR stretch and launched it there. And it was, it was a great success. Um, like, like you saw, you could really feel the difference. And then the next challenge became the next piece of the journey became, okay, how do we get this into a mattress? And that's where we came up with SmartCap.
2: Wait, I would have to think just having spandex in that material and the ability for that fabric to stretch has to make that such an a, a, so much easier to work with than some of the other things in the market. Am I am I accurate in saying that?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, so nor- normally, stretch products are not that easy to work with um, because when you go to pull them onto something, they they Move in different directions. Uh, our fr stretch fabric that goes in smart cap uh, has some proprietary uh, stable technology, stable selvage technology, meaning we've stabilized the edges so that you can handle it really easily. Um, but yeah, once it's cut into a smart cap, uh, it becomes very very workable, and uh, I think I'm sure in some point in this conversation we'll. We'll talk about the ease of installation with smart cap.
1: Yeah. I think Quinn and I are going to have conf- competition. Like he's sock guy. I'm cap installation guy. And we're going to have a, a race and we're going to see who wins. And, uh, I'll, wait, what? am I cap guy? Did I say that right? Yeah. I want no, to be cap sock sock
2: guy. guy. I want to be the winner. I'm not going to win. If I'm the sock guy, I'll win. If I'm the cap guy.
1: Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Well, you know what? Pause point we'll let- though. <laughs> what is the difference? Yeah. To anybody that doesn't know, between a cap and a sock, what's significant about well, that? One's okay, on your head
2: um, and one's on your foot. A sock,
0: a sock is tubular. Um, putting a sock on your foot. Well, we have fire retardant socks that go on a mattress core. The industry does. And um, it's a circular knitted material. It's tubular. It's sewn at one end. It's like a big giant sock. And uh, it's FR material. And it's a it's a fire it's a fire barrier system um that goes on the core but you could think about trying to put you know this this try to put a sock on a big foam block of of uh, material it can be quite cumbersome um but it's a very widely uh used technology um the the materials um um they have they have a lot of fiberglass and a lot of uh chemicals in them um a cap is It can be of the same material, but as opposed to trying to, you know, put it all the way around a block of foam, you're snapping it on like a fitted sheet. Or think about one of these mattress protectors that you buy uh, to go on your new mattress. It has a it has a top, and then the sides are 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 stretchy material that you put on like a fitted sheet. So the cap is more of the fitted sheet type uh, installation, whereas the sock is is. You know, stretching it over a
1: corner. well, and, and I think we stay with that for a minute because if you imagine mattress production, what kind of time are we talking about saving if you have a, a sock which has to be, you know, fully enveloped and put on from the end versus a cap? I mean, have you looked at how much time it's going to save a line?
0: We put quite a lot of study into that. Um, most most sock installation consists of. An offline process, um, the core has to go away from the, tur- uh, the turntable or, or uh, the main assembly line uh, to get this sock put on it. There are various devices and jigs that have been made that you can buy that will that you can mount the um, sock over and try to help with putting the, the foam into the sock. Um, it takes. It usually takes a couple people. Uh, though You know, one working one side, one working the other. It can take up up to one and a half, two minutes uh, for two people to put a sock on. And with our smart cap, one individual, we've got a really nifty video uh, out there on our website, which I can share with interested parties later, where we've got uh, one individual installing a smart cap in about 30 seconds using your standard turntable where you kit everything else up where you glue up your layers of foam, uh, you, can, you can put the smart cap on right there uh, in one step without having to move the mattress offline, and you can do it with one person in 30 seconds versus two people uh, in a minute and a half or two minutes.
2: You know what I like about that too, Wade, is that there is, you can do it right in the area where you're already building these beds, and there's no special equipment required at all. You're just doing it straight from the tables that exist in the factories today.
0: Right. right, exactly.
1: So if just to paint a picture for is, people who yeah. may not it, like, if you're uh, on the retail side of things, and of course, if you are in the manufacturing side of things, not everybody's out on the floor always, but you're talking station to station to station, and in this instance, it's boom, right in the same spot. You don't have to create a new piece of your line where people are putting the smart cap on. It can just kind of be done in place.
0: Yeah, correct, and it, you don't disrupt the flow. Uh, it, it it falls in line with the same manufacturing flow. And people that are, you know, manufacture product for a living, um, you're always trying to lean up your organization. You're trying to get material to flow better. Last thing you want to do is add an uh, an offline process. Or one of the things you certainly want to do if you have an offline process is eliminate steps in the process.
1: So, so we feel like it allows you to do state, that. State, let's. I'm interested because. Over the years, mattress construction has changed and and Tytex has been right there in lockstep with manufacturers innovating, like you said, on the different parts and pieces and layers of a mattress where you can serve manufacturers and you can help them out. But mattress construction as a whole has changed. I mean, you have hybrids, you have higher fuel load foams, you have all these changes I think people don't really think about. What have you witnessed in the industry as part of those changes and how has that informed or influenced what Titex does?
0: There, there are a lot of complex constructions out there. Um, and one R- FR solution doesn't always work for, for everything. Um, there are very uh, light-duty uh, socks and, and other FR materials that, that work just fine for a, a, a simple 8-inch core solid foam Mattress. Um, but there are a lot more complicated constructions out there. Um, you've got a lot of different foam systems. You've got um, some of these gel foams and things like that, certainly latex, that are high, much more flammable, uh, have very high fuel loads. You have hybrids, which create a whole nother complexity uh, where you've got a lot of pocket coil systems that are um, encased in polypropylene spun bomb, which is highly flammable, along with these more flammable foams. Uh, and then, you know, you've got this trend, um, even with pocketed coils away from foam cased. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, interesting, uh, pocket coil technologies out there with, uh, stronger, uh, edge support. And, and all of these create challenges when you're trying to get the mattress to, to pass an FR test. And, uh, what we're finding is, um, some of these high-end mattresses, they just, they just, they struggle to get, uh, a, a, a sock, and oftentimes these socks are, thin Gossam Ravel-like materials to give enough insulation, enough protection. And uh, that's another place that, that SmartCap comes in, that it it really has a, a high FR performance. It cre- creates a lot of insulating value um, to to block the flame from getting in there and igniting some of those um, uh, materials in these more complex mattress constructions.
1: And on top of that, you said it doesn't have fiberglass in it. and And the one thing that I've noticed, and there's some videos floating around, is a lot of... So especially some of the hybrid constructions, they have zipper covers on them and zipper covers. I think consumers look at that and they think, oh, I'm supposed to be able to take this off and wash it, which might not necessarily be the case. It just is a way for a mattress to be constructed and you can outsource your zipper cover production, things like that. And so if you take that zipper cover off and you have an FR sock with some fiberglass in it, that's probably not the best thing
0: oh for sure uh that's a that's a <laughs> that's what we call the dirty little secret it It's really um a, a difficult situation out there uh, i think that creates a lot of exposure for uh those of us in the mattress industry the the sock the primary technology is is a fiberglass core yarn, and there's different variations of how they get the fiberglass into the, the mattress and different levels of Durability, but ultimately, fiberglass—it's—it's it's a very good fire retardant material. But as you, you can imagine, it's very, very brittle. Um, and so, you put—you know—you put fiberglass on a mattress. You put it on a rollator tester for an extended amount of period, and then take that cover off. You're definitely going to see some deterioration just because of its brittleness. And when it breaks, that—that um, that irritating um, fiberglass, um, itchy fiber it, it can work its way um through the cover even in many cases but um the biggest exposure like you said mark is uh many, many of these foam mattresses hybrid mattresses they're constructed with a they're zip, the cover is zippered on as a manufacturing technique it's not that it's made so that you can zipper it off and wash it and it'll often say do not remove do not wash uh, the zipper is there just for ease of manufacturing, but the consumer doesn't think like that. They see this mattress, they see a zipper, the mattress gets soiled and, uh, from kids playing on it or, or whatever, and they just think, well, I'll take it off and wash it. And, and then you get into trouble. Uh, then you've got a, a, a sock that's got a high amount of fiberglass in it. It's exposed. Um, it's, it's brittle. It could be breaking down and deteriorating already. Um, if it, um, uh gets a, a small hole in it. You think about a, a knit sock or a stocking, um a hosiery. <laughs> you get a neck and you get a run and it opens up on you. Well, that's the same kind of fabric structure that we're dealing with with these socks. And if it breaches, it's going to run and open up. And then you're going to get fiberglass uh, is going to start breaking and getting into uh, getting around the home. And yes, there are. So you can Google fiberglass, fiberglass mattress, and you can hit on innumerable um, local news stations throughout the country who have picked up on this story where a consumer has had this problem and had fiberglass contamination throughout their home and been quite um, very, very discomforting and, uh, and problematic for them to resolve.
2: You know, one of the things that uh we saw when we looked at that video, Wade, that really surprised me is how big of a problem that becomes so fast, right? So if you get that hole and there is that proliferation of fiberglass outside of that contained area, it can get all over your room. It can get all over everything. I mean, it contaminates everything.
0: Yeah, it's... uh <laughs> Once it's breached, there's no stopping it. It's like a run in pantyhose. Once you mm-hmm. get a little nick, it just goes. And the more, the more you agitate it, the more it opens up. And with fiberglass in there, the more you open it up, the more fiberglass is going to release and, and, and get on your clothes, your skin, become an irritant, um, and create, create a pretty nasty situation very quick. So when we were so- developed, we, we felt like that when we developed smart cap, that was one of the, the leading, um, improvements uh, in the industry is the fact that we can we can put a product out there that is fiberglass free that does such a great job
2: so let's talk about the chemicals also Wade because chemicals fiberglass I mean if you think about a mattress and the fuel load that's tough I mean there's so much uh, polyurethane foam there's so much that can catch on fire what is it about smart cap that makes it so effective when it comes to that part of the benefit? Of and I want to smart
1: know cap. what is antimony.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's I'm talk about a, antimony and halogens. Right. I think
1: antimony um, is what hap- What would happen if Quinn did move in with you and there was, it would be not matrimony. It'd be yeah. antimony, Right. Yeah, Antim-
2: <laughs> so that means he's going to pay me when he moves out By the way, Wade, i did not offer to marry you i wanted you to move in and iron my shirts okay <laughs> my wife would have a major problem if i was like proposing to you on this show but anyway <laughs> let's go with antimony i like your i like your direction
0: kinsley well um i'm gonna I'm back up a little bit um So fire retardant chemicals in home furnishings is not a new topic at all. Um, I I remember back, gosh, 10, 15 years ago, um, some of the first press, uh, was, um, there was a big, big article in Chicago Tribune about all these dangerous, um, chemicals in, in home furnishings. And so there's a couple of categories that have, um, that have been used over the decades. For fire retardancy in home furnishings, that um, that are, are pretty bad actors. And and when we when you hear the word anemone, it's actually referring to anemone trioxide. And uh, again, I am not a chemist, but it's a it's an it's um, it, it's it's a chemical. Uh, it can be a chemical used, uh, you know, treated on there, or there can be um, um, materials that have it on there. Uh, and a lot of these fire retardant socks have traditionally used, um, something, a fiber called modacrylic, which, uh, has, uh, an trioxide component to it. And so that's, that's where the antimony has come up. Uh, the other bad actor in the world of FR chemicals are a family of, uh, chemicals called halogens, you know, chlorine and bromine. Uh, some of these things that you, you hear of chlorine, you know, something you don't want oh, inside yeah. the body. Um and all these antimonies and halogens they're 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 carcinogens, uh so they're um known to cause long-term health uh um defects and problems. And these, these materials are widely used in fire retardants for home furnishings. Uh except in SmartCap. <laughs> we we have no no FR chemicals of, of, of these nature in our product at all. Um but beyond just it being a bad thing um to have near your body. Um, state regulatory bodies, state and local regulatory bodies have really gotten onto this, and, um, there's a lot of regulation, uh, in place, uh, in discussion in a number of states to outlaw these, all or more, one or more of these, uh, various FR chemicals. Um, Massachusetts just, just passed some pretty aggressive legislation there, uh, that has a lot of, uh, conversation going in the industry. And um, we've dodged a bullet in many other states uh, with this. Let I not say dodged a bullet, but many other states have come close, like California. Uh, they hadn't made it through, but it's just a matter of time before almost every state is going to have some pretty significant uh, restrictions around these materials. It's already happening, so, um, so we, we want to be ahead of it. But wait, if you're not using the chemicals
2: and the fiberglass that other guys are, what is it? What's the trick to SmartCap, and how it's still able to be the fire barrier that you need it to be?
0: Yeah, we use an inherent fiber, uh, meaning a fiber that that is inherently FR without any chemical treatment, and it's it's not rocket science or uh, really even a, a major trade secret. It's a technology, for the most part, that's widely used already. The um, most of the FR batting or high loft is made from this same fiber. And, um, it's a fiber. It's a, it's a, a FR, uh, FR, rayon is what we call it. It's, um, rayon with a, um, with silica in it. So you've got rayon, which is made from wood pulp, and you've got silica, which is derived from sand. So you've got wood and sand. Um, that's basically it. And, uh, it's, it's a known technology. It's a proven technology. And, We just put it into a form that um, is very, very easy to use. And um, we've been able to put the stretch in there, which is something that people have not been able to do up until now. I just
1: love recapping and thinking back on some of the things you you mentioned, Wade. Uh, We're talking Wade Wallace, president and CEO of Tytex, uh, talking all things smart cap and some of the insides of the mattress that it's out of our field of view a lot of times. But that's part of the show. I feel like we need to drag some of those things to the surface whether it's a dirty little secret or an opportunity for improvement. And, and as I recap, I'm thinking, you mentioned sand and wood and yarn and non-woven and spandex and anybody's been to a knitting factory. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Um, whenever you go into a factory that puts these materials together into something that's purpose built for the mattress industry or for whatever application it is. And so for you all at Tytex to, Magically sprinkle those things together and, and into something that actually works. Um, I think it's really cool for us to like pause on as, a, as an industry and think about all the different groups like tag tech techs who are doing things that contribute to the health of the mattress, to the workability and durability of a mattress. But also, like you said, I think we need to just look at where the world is going and zoom out every once in a while and realize we do need to stay ahead of these things because legislation that passes from one state is very likely to pass in another state. And as those things pick up momentum, a lot of times it becomes a federal regulation. So it's almost like one of those deals where we should get out ahead of it now with these different solutions. And, and this is kind of one area we're paying attention to. Yeah.
0: I think most of the industry is, um, has a good conscience when it comes to this sort of thing. Um you know, um no one intentionally is trying to put fiberglass and is an irritant into someone. It just uh at the time when FR legislation came out and, and bedding evolved the way it did, is this sock became a, a, a really a really good solution for a tough problem. How to how to fire protect this this big foam block. Um but as times progress, we've learned it's not the best solution. It has some issues and there's better solutions out there. We feel like smart cap
1: being, um, the premier one of those. Well, it's, it's definitely a product that, you know, it just hit me. I just, it just hit me. Imagine an ironing board cover and it's very similar to smart cap. <laughs> Maybe that is why there's just that moment of Zen like tranquility when you're ironing that pinpoint Oxford. Cause if you imagine it's not a sock, it's an ironing board cap, just like smart cap. Well, I wouldn't have to worry about setting it on fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. better. Now you have Definitely heat that's not.
1: applied to Oh, this, this could not be more perfect. <laughs> I love it. Hey, wait, so
2: tell us a little bit. So you mentioned some videos out there. So is there much consumer awareness around this kind of stuff in terms of the chemicals and the fiberglass?
0: Like where is that at? Uh, it it's growing, for sure. Um, it has not reached a critical mass or a tipping point, in my opinion, but that's just a matter of time. Um, you see more and more of these um, local news uh, articles. Um, you see more and more legislation which picks up media coverage in the papers. Uh, there's certainly, I think there's a lot more um, uh, consumer awareness around chemicals, for sure, uh, than fiberglass. Um but uh like like i said I, I, the fiberglass thing certainly hadn't reached a, a tipping point yet but it's just a matter of time
1: and when you start hearing things like antimony and halogens people are starting i really see to understand you're on your mattress hopefully for a solid 8 hours a night you know a third of your life is spent on your mattress and you know you think about the non-GMO and the hormone free and getting gluten out of your diet or whatever it is you're putting into your body. But what about what you're putting next to your body for that period of time? I mean, it's just, I think people are starting to understand number one, the value of sleep, and then they're starting to quickly connect the dots between, oh, the value of sleep is is firmly connected to the mattress and what I'm putting up against my skin or even close to my body for that period of time matters.
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, do you think there's a, a trend towards natural and chemical free are you seeing that more and more in the mattress industry or in other textile i mean you guys do a lot of business in in with shoes and automotive and you're in different verticals so do you see more awareness and sensitivity to that in in the other categories we do, categories? Um, we yeah. do.
0: I, I quite frankly I, I i don't think the mattress is the leader in that um I, um, I see it, we see it more in other consumer products. Um, we're uh, very involved in the uh, athletic footwear market out of our uh, Thailand manufacturing operation. And, um, you know, Nike is well, well known for um, having a, a, a heavy consumer conscience. Uh, sustainability, not just natural and organic, but I, I think the, the the request we get more often or the inquiry we get more often from uh, some of these other technical markets, like footwear or or, or wipes, is is some sort of s- sustainability uh, story. Um, recycled materials, recyclable ma- recyclable material. Um, you know they want to understand the supply chain that this came from, and um, you know that's a that's another. Uh, I think a positive towards smart cap and the the type of FR technology we use instead sort of. You know, chemicals or fiberglass. Um, you know, it's derived from FR rayon, and, and rayon is derived from wood pulp, which is completely renewable. Uh, a lot of these large um, uh, mills in in throughout Asia, they have their own uh, sustainable farming operations to 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 grow. Uh, in some cases, bamboo or eucalyptus. Um, you know, highly highly sustainable, highly uh, regenerative type uh, farming uh, done in a, in a very controlled manner. Uh, instead of a fossil fuel out of, out of the earth.
1: And I see a lot of mattress brands, especially that are skewing toward the natural side, doing a very good job of telling the story all the way up the supply chain. And just some of the stuff you mentioned, Wade, getting into what are the sustainable farming practices of the suppliers that feed these materials into our industry. And, and so the, as more and more people tell that story in the industry, you're going to see that become more of a requirement for other brands. So you're going to see momentum around those topics, which isn't going to mean you're going to have to be able to back it up with the products that you carry.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think anyone can argue that the consumer doesn't every day become more and more uh, interested about the sustainability story of the products that they buy. It just, it, it grows and grows and grows. It's going to continue to do so. Well, if
2: wait, when you, Oh, sorry, Kenzie.
0: No, it's
1: all you, man. I I totally stepped on Mark Quinn, and the last time that happened, people don't even want to know. That's for another episode.
2: No, it's a whole Hulk Hulk (laughs) thing, I mean, but I've gotten over that. I've completely solved my problem. So, Wade, for you, sir, purpose, right? So when you guys came across this technology and you saw what you could do with it, I'm sure there was a moment when you and your team kind of sat there in your conference room and said, you know, hey, this is something we got to do, and you knew it was going to cost you some money to do the R and D behind that and push it into market. What was the purpose? What was the thought? What was the the driver to get this into the market for you and your team?
0: A couple things. We we saw a need, like like I said, it started with comfort. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw a need for fire retardant materials that were that had better uh, stretch and recovery omnidirectional stretch and recovery, that, that better comfort that enhanced the feel of these expensive foams and didn't detract from them. And that's what started it. And as and that, that was a different area for us. Um, our fire retardant materials have historically gone on the underside of the mattress. And so when you start moving, moving to the sleep surface, um, you began to learn more and more and more. And, and that's when we um we began to become interested in and uh attuned to the problem with or the exposure of fiberglass and some of these fr chemicals because they're there on the sleep surface and not on the bottom so it just it just morphed with any kind of you know successful product um and great product development process you guys know is it it's like a scavenger hunt you uh you know, you find one clue and it leads you down this road and you find another clue and you just collect treasure along the way.
1: Well, it looks like you guys like landed on one. the X on the map in terms of finding that gold, because this is such a good intersection of solves a problem, has a really good purpose behind it in terms of both what it does from, a, from kind of a, a clean, healthy standpoint and a comfort standpoint. Um, comfort of course leads to better health for people. So I really do think that you <laughs> along that scavenger hunt and that treasure hunt. You guys really did find, uh, that treasure chest and, and hopefully, you know, it's something that, um, people will start paying attention to because it's crazy. Whenever you build up a mattress, you could take a sheet of butcher paper and put it right in the middle of a stack of foam and springs and everything in between ticking and poly poly foam and all of a sudden you put that little piece of butcher paper in there and it changes the feel. And, and whenever I saw that, whenever Jimmy showed it to me at ISPA, I was like, Jimmy, this is the same thing. It was a dramatic, dramatic difference that alone. But then you stack up the the other bennies of, of smart cap. And I think you guys get yourself a winner.
0: Well, thank you. We're, we're very excited about it. Very proud to be able to offer this to the market. It's, um, it's something that's needed and wanted and desired and, and you can tell from the success that
1: it's what, had. what can people do to get so, more connected okay. to, to you, to smart cap, to learn more about it? What, what would be their like a next step? How, how can we learn more?
0: Yeah. Uh, two things. You can email me direct, uh, titex.com. that's W W A L L A C E at dot com. Or you can go to our website, which is a little easier, Titex.com, T-I-E-T-E-X. And uh, there's an info page, and just just put your name in there, and it goes out into the magical world of the Internet and lands, ultimately lands uh, in in the hands of our salespeople. We'd be glad to, to send you some great videos, um, demonstration videos. In the world of COVID right now, we've learned to make videos to do our product demos. Uh, and and just fill you up with great information, get you some samples and talk you through how this product can improve the comfort of your mattress and give you a better FR, um, safer, better FR solution for your, for your customers. Well, I
1: really encourage people to check out those videos, uh, because there's a side-by-side race, which is one of my favorites. It's the FR sock (laughs) versus smart cap and two teams are racing. It's like me, I was the, the smart cap guy and Quinn was the sock guy and I was, just a an absolute NASCAR. Um, see what he does to me, but there see are some other videos too, that really, you guys did a really good job of explaining this to people and showing the benefits and building, building value in what you do. And and I'll tell you this from a personal standpoint, I have gotten to know some, some folks from the tie team over the years and you're just great people. I love being around your team and you have a heart for the industry and you just care about people and it shows, and, uh, if you're not careful when you hang out with Jimmy Fleming, he might just, you know, at the end of the golf tournament, b- buy everybody on the team clothes and other stuff that you tell him to stop doing. But he, so you may want to check his expense account, Wade.
0: <laughs> I, do, I do. But no, thank you for the compliments for the team. We, we really do have a great, um, team here and a, and a great culture. And, uh, it, it stems from the top down, uh, the, the, you know, Ownership. Our chairman and CEO, Martin Weilman. Um, you know, from him all the way through to every employee, um, it starts there, and and that culture permeates throughout. You
2: know, something, Wade. I, I think it's important to 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 mention this on your website. And Kinsley and I are very critical of this with companies. And it's it's one thing to say things; it's another thing to do them. And on your website, you talk about a spirit of relentless innovation. And Martin Wildman talks about that, and he talks about his dad, Arno, who kind of helped bring the the company along. And so I love reading that, but more more importantly, I love seeing it in action, and that is clearly what's happening here. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks for taking time to share that story. And uh, next time I'm in town, I'm going to be sure and bring my stuff and drop it off at your house for a good quick (laughs) ironing. (laughs)
1: He didn't say it brought him joy to iron other people's clothes. His oh, I, I misunderstood. But I do think that I misunderstood. every time anyone listening to the show from now on irons a shirt or irons anything, they're going to think of Smart Cap. And I think that's pretty cool.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. I've awesome. enjoyed it.
1: Thanks, Wade. Thanks, thank Wade. You.